Welcome to the Game Awards 2022. Now, hey everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I am Brad here with Doug. Hey. We are recording this weirdly enough on exactly January 1st, 2023, oh, sure. <laughs> which of course means Funny. that we need to talk about the year that was 2022 mm -hmm. with video games as we are required to do by law of having a YouTube channel. Um, yeah. So, 2022, how'd you feel about it, games-wise? Um, Just in general, before we get to the awards, quote-unquote. Uh, not to start, like, totally negative, but I think... Um, so, really? first of all, the indies, indies, I think, were super, super good. I think the AAA games, the, well, basically the two that we were really, really waiting for, I think the AAA space was not as good as it could have been, um, okay. especially mm -hmm. those... Yeah, especially with the ones that like I think we were waiting on for a long time, um, like Horizon, God of War. I think we both could. I no, no, I won't speak for you. They didn't. It didn't blow my socks off in the way that I wish it had blown my socks off. Um, but I think there's a lot of like really really good mid tier games that like obviously Elden Ring yeah. was really really cool. Um, but I think there's like there's like a level of like these like really really good, really really interesting, really really high quality indies throughout. Um, yeah. I think that that to me is more what 2023 was was like that the high quality indies actually maybe the one setting the bar um for games at the moment i feel i feel like surprising is just a good way to describe yeah. it like i i think, feel like i came into this year going like i'm gonna love horizon i'm gonna be pumped for god of war xenoblade yeah. will be cool like all the all the like heavy hitters i'm like okay there's like three or four heavy hitters here and elden mm -hmm. ring which not my thing but i feel like there's a lot of like weird supply surprises like i loved live alive like oh sure. out of nowhere yeah. like bayonetta 3 out of nowhere great game like pokemon I mean, had Nor three games released this year like <laughs> yeah. like and stuff like it to be like stuff like norco is like oh this is just yeah norco citizen sleeper like, yeah yeah just yeah it was just surprising there's lots of surprising things that kind of popped up mm -hmm. um that i think was really cool crisis core randomly coming back out like sure yeah yeah just so much cool stuff marvel snap being like the most addicting thing on the face of the planet um yeah a surprising year i think is a good way to put it i think a surprising year um when we were expecting the big ones to be the big surprises and they you know it was actually turned out to be a lot of little surprises in between mm -hmm. yeah but all right so we've got like five or six things here and then we'll talk top three at the very end yeah. time stamps with different categories but we'll run through just kind of our best insert thing here whatever it was mm -hmm. our favorite setting world building of the year um the best game that we played that we didn't really like but we kind of can recognize how good it was i think is always an interesting yeah. thing to pick out um the best game we didn't finish just because we tend to kind of really focus on games we finish for uh our channel here and then mm -hmm. best game that we played from not 2022 if you watch our videos we play a lot of old games the so best new game that we played this year that wasn't released this year and then finally our top three so yeah. we'll run through all those here something's boring you there are time slams below <laughs> <laughs> i definitely use time stamps for other people's game of the year stuff for sure <laughs> I, I for sure do it's like just give me the top three okay well let's jump four hours in and i promise this will not be four hours but oh four hours in, you finally get to it all right four hours in it is so yeah anyway um and we'll try to avoid spoilers i think that's fair if we're telling you hey these games are great go play them to not tell you sure hey, here's here let, let us ruin them for you so we'll try to avoid spoilers mm -hmm. as much as we can but the best insert thing here, the best mm -hmm. whatever thing you saw in a game this year, what is it? I, I'm going to say this is more of a personal one for me. And I would say best, they showed how big the game was and I wasn't immediately scared off. <laughs> so when <laughs> I play Ring? an Assassin's... It is Elden Ring. It okay, is okay. Elden Ring for sure. So 
when I play an assassin, the the few times I've played an Assassin's Creed game recently, there's been one where I'll, all of a sudden you'll op- you'll you'll finally get the map and you're like here's how big the world yep. is, and I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and that's yep. generally my reaction to like pretty much any. This is how big our game is. Every is every like, Ubisoft oh, game, every Ubisoft game. I think even Horizon was kind of a bit of like an oh no, this game's gonna take me forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elden Ring, Elden Ring, I think was probably the first game where I was like. Oh, there's more of this game. Oh, there's more. I was like, I was like, oh, this is how people normally feel about these things, <laughs> about being <laughs> excited that there's more of this game. Um, I can usually tell how much I'm enjoying a game by how long it takes me to check up on how long the beat is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for, uh, I mean, I won't. I'm not going to say the other games that I, I did, but the earlier I'm checking how long to beat is usually it's like I'm usually trying to should I. Yeah, is exactly how how much more of this game do I left? Can I jump out now or should I jump out left? Mm-hmm. I don't think I checked how long to beat on an Elden Ring until I hit eighty hours because I was just like, <laughs> this wait, when is this? When I was like, I was not like, I don't want this game to end, but I was just like, oh, I thought this game was gonna end forty hours ago, but I wasn't checking it to make make sure like, oh, I'm gonna hop off. It's like no, there's just like, oh, there's more, there's more, there's more. <laughs> how there's much more, more is more. how much more is there more so than oh god, how much more is there? It, exactly, exactly. I think Elden Ring is like the only game that I ever did that. And it does a lot of really fun tricks of like ex- showing you how big the map is because you think it's really big at first, but actually it's much bigger, and actually it's much much bigger, and actually it's much bigger. Um, it's uh i'll mention one specific point i know everybody talks about seeing the underground city for the first time great awesome scene probably one of the best scenes out there um but there's this castle sort of thing that's in that area that i was like and i spent hours trying to get to that castle and i could not figure out how to do it so i was like fuck it whatever i'll come back (laughs) to it eventually i came back i think i finally did get there i think 90 hours later and i was it was such like a big like oh my god this is that thing this is that place (laughs) um and it was just really cool that like the game was still excite was still making me excited 90 hours later and no other games has done that before that's yeah yeah, i don't know if i've ever had that um mine (laughs) is best giant monster fights Ooh, fun for bayonetta (laughs) 3 Um, Bayonetta 3 when it got some of the trailers closer to it started showing off all these giant monsters and it looked like you were controlling Mm -hmm. giant monsters and I was really nervous about it because that's seems very antithetical to what Bayonetta combat normally is is these giant Mm -hmm. hulking monsters going at each other it works so well and it is so fun to just pull out giant monsters to just smash things so if you played Bayonetta 1 and 2 when you get like combos and you get special moves, like it kind of goes to like that short, like quick time event. Uh, they're not quick time events, but like quick time event scene, combo scene, finisher scene where like a giant yeah. monster comes out and like eats people. You can control them in Bayonetta three and it works and it's fun and it's great. And it was one of those things that I was nervous about going in. Sure. And as I'm playing it, I just loved it more and more and more and more and more as you got new giant monsters and you got new Kaiju and you got new abilities for them and they did new things. And it's just, it made the game in a game that series that is already super over the top feel even more over the top. And it just was such a unique thing to it that just, I loved it. It was so cool um, just to be able to, to play in a different way and the way that they intertwined that with Bayonetta moving and dodging while you're still controlling these giant monsters. Just, it seemed like the thing that shouldn't work and it worked so good. I loved it. No, it's cool because usually when I think like big hulking things, it's like oh, it's kind of a slow thing. They do you do one cool punch or maybe two cool punches yep. or whatever, and then that's it. But it seems like I don't, I don't actually don't even know many other games that build like whole mechanics around controlling really big stuff. Exactly, and it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. Um, so best setting 
in a mm-hmm. game. Best kind of world setting, yep. unique thing here. What do you got? I mean, this this to me is so easy, so easy. Is it more Elden uh, Ring? Is every one of your answers going to be Elden? Oh Ring? no, actually, no, actually, I think Elden Ring. I think Elden. I, Elden Ring was the one I was thinking about. Um, but I think Elden Ring's world, uh, part of the thing that I think is fun about it is it's kind of inconsistent and kind of weird and goofy and kind of doesn't make sense okay. sometimes. Okay. Uh, so I, I didn't put this, I had this written as favorite. Favorite is not the right word, <laughs> uh, but definitely definitely the best one this year was, was 100% Scorn. I have never oh. seen a world that's completely and fully realized as Scorn. You, when it's... I would say it's comparable to playing some VR games of such yeah. a real, of a well-realized, horrible, disgusting, despicable, horrendous world, and um, it is just so thoughtfully described visually and in the tone and in the language of the game that I just, I just, I, I cannot see it being beaten anytime soon of just such a, a wholly realized world like that. Um, it's disgusting. It's gross. Yep. It's. I wouldn't recommend it to. <laughs> nope. I don't think I could strongly recommend that game to literally anybody. Uh, but that setting is one thousand percent one of the best settings in, in video gaming. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I played maybe twenty minutes of it and just felt weird, like walking through it. it yeah. Like everything felt like I shouldn't be there, which I think is just kind of a weird yeah. feeling to have as you're playing through it. Yeah. It's it's a bad it's a bad vibes game. For sure. <laughs> sure. No question. Um. Mine is Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and sure. I think just for the, the not necessarily like the setting of it, but just the whole world that's created in this game, mm-hmm. and how much they mess with it throughout, um, just they created this world where people only live for 10 years, and you keep things going by killing other people, and it's just such a unique take on like a fantasy world and a sci-fi mm-hmm. world with how... Um, people's lives function in this world and in these places um, everything is very detached from each other so you have very your characters sure. have very little knowledge of what's going on in different parts of the world and as you explore mm-hmm. the world just they learn more about it and um, as you go through your 40 50 some people 100 plus hours however long it took takes you to go through a side quest and stuff you're constantly getting more information that's like flushing out what this world is and telling you mm-hmm. more about why things are the way they are and why this is here and why that's there and where these things came from and it's just it's such a cool game to just discover what's going mm-hmm. on in and i just I, I love it so much it seemed to kind of what you were saying they kind of like redefine what that world means multiple times Col- i thought constantly. i thought and I thought it was, I mean, I only played about half of that. I thought it was like a very real, realized world. I heard like, oh, then they change it later and then they fully realize it again and then change it and realize That's just very impressive. That it, can, yeah. From your character's perspective, there's like three different worlds that you're in, like as you go through yeah. the game. Like it's very clear, like this is very clearly the world we're in. No, 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 no. This is very, but almost. And you just kind of get this change as you go through and just, it's, it's a game of constant development and it's just, it's so, hmm. so good. And I loved it. Yeah. Cool. So, loved it. Best game we didn't <laughs> like. So, kind of the opposite yeah. of that. So, game we played through, played most of, played a chunk of that we just ultimately didn't like, but we can look at it and go, I understand that this game is very good. Yeah, and this one's going to be a little bit weird coming off our review, uh, because at that point, I had put 40 hours into Horizon Forbidden West. Ooh. And... I... <laughs> and... Oh. Um, I have tried finishing that game many, many times, and I think 
I would actually love to do a whole talk on how I think the RPG mechanics of that game made an otherwise very good game significantly you worse. You can ignore him. You can ignore okay. him. You can ignore him. Yeah, not on the difficulty I was playing at. But, That's your um, fault. <laughs> Brad's number three, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, but uh, <laughs> to be determined no, I just, I later. I, I think I think. But basically, what that game was, I was so excited for that game because I really, really loved the first one. And my biggest complaint with the first one was like, I don't like these RPG stuff with like these different stuff. And I like, I really hope they turn that down. But instead, mm-hmm. they turned the volume up on those a lot to the point it was. It was. I found it too distracting to even finish the game because I was like, this this. RPG yeah. stuff that I think is just not very good is is taking up a lot of time. It's taking up a lot of resources, pun intended, and I just wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> to be, I didn't to be, enjoy it. I, yeah. To be clear, you played on like ultra hard mode. I play on normal hard mode. <laughs> Whatever. But you played on not the one you should have played yeah. on, which is just play the game on normal and enjoy it. I I would love to do a I would love to do a follow up video. <laughs> we should do a spoiler cast where I just a, make a deep complaint dive on the game. Horizon Forbidden West yeah, um, exactly. a year later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be worth the ten views we get. Yeah, there you go. Um, my best game I didn't like uh, is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, uh, so <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You no, I played through the whole too. game, all the way through. <laughs> we, waiting for something the whole time and, and um where, where's that review on our channel brad <laughs> it's not because i think i finished and went i don't got anything to say about this game <laughs> i think that was literally when you asked me like oh we should we should talk about it it's like no i i don't think i could talk for 15 10 15 minutes about it um yeah. so i'll take two here uh but i i have very little history of pokemon since like 12 13 mm-hmm. years old like gold and silver i think might have been where i jumped off the pokemon train so yeah this was the first time in like 15 20 years i was kind of like okay like let's see what this is let's see what it is there's nothing mm-hmm. it came out in like january february there wasn't really a ton coming out around it and it was kind of like ah, i saw it they opened it up it looks like something different than pokemon maybe this maybe this could be my jumping on point and it's just i went through there just constantly waiting for something to happen and i just feel like nothing happened it's one yeah. of those things where I play a lot of JRPGs and it's just kind yeah. of felt like it's like, okay, I get that maybe this is a step forward for the Pokemon series, but mm-hmm. when you compare it to a lot of the other things out there, I just, I, I wasn't feeling it. It was just like, okay, I, I caught, I caught more. Now what? Well, go, go, go catch more. But, but I, you know, the purpose of best game we didn't like is that we're assuming these are good games. Do you think this is even a good game? I do. I do. And I, and I think okay. that because I've like, I've listened to other people talk about it, like just kind of listening to other stuff lately where people are kind of wrapping up the year and a lot of people come back to it. Like it is a good game. And I think that for, for the Pokemon series, I feel like it is a good game. It has some unique things to it. Like I kind of like the like time traveler aspect of it. Um, admittedly kind of seeing the monsters battle while you're kind of running around is kind of a cool twist on what i feel like pokemon always was where your character is kind of removed from any and all action i think it has a lot of unique ideas it has a lot of concepts um i I could see somebody very much enjoying this game it's just like the whole objective in my mind like looking back on it like nine months later was go 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 collect everything which which is kind of the the pokemon thing but just like i think in my mind having detached myself from the series for like 15 20 years was like no there's I get it. It's go Pokemon. You gotta catch them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete the Pokemon. But it's like in my mind, there was always something more there. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like when I got to, it, I was like, oh, there, there's not much more there. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So I can see why people like it. Not for me though. <laughs> 
I was thinking, I was like, I would have said Pokemon Scarlet for mine, but I don't think that's a good game. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was, I, I think like, I think that got announced right around one time that Arceus did. And I was like halfway through Arceus. And I think I literally remember like halfway through Arceus being like, maybe that's the one. And then I finished Arceus yeah. and I was like, maybe 20 years from now we'll try again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, when my kids, when, I, when my kids will have to play Pokemon. Exactly. Be <laughs> exactly. I'll jump in with them. Um, all right. Best game we didn't finish. Yes. So made it through a chunk, but didn't actually get to credits, didn't complete it, whatever you want to consider finish. Yeah. So there's a lot of, so I think the kind of rule, I think the only rule of thumb that me and Brad have is like, we have to finish the game to talk about it on the podcast. So there's a lot of games that we kind of halfway play, or I, at least I halfway play for sure. Yep. And then don't finish up. Um, the one that I, I really want to get back to is Signalis. I played about, mm-hmm. um, think about three or four hours of it and um i just do real talk about that game i that has it has an art style that i am just like absolutely in love with at this point in my life which is this sort of ps1 nostalgia but making it better looking um where it's like this nice blend of 3d and pixel art and um i think that game i kind of went in expecting resident evil and instead i got a silent hill sort of psychological thriller and i just at that point i was like I need to have I need to be set aside some time to be like into psychological thrillers. Like I can play yeah. a Resident Evil game whenever I want because it's like you're not really thinking. But this one, it's like talking about the human psyche. I'm like I I'll come back to this when I'm ready to explore the human psyche a little <laughs> later. Um, but I think we will eventually probably talk about that. But I just want to give a shot because I really really did enjoy that game. I just didn't get around to finishing it. Nice. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. That looked like the most Doug game I've ever seen. Oh, it, it most certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> just a little intense for my this point in my life. <laughs> So I'm going to cheat here because I have two answers. One I feel like is probably like if we were to come back to this a year from now and actually finish it would be like my best game. But, oh, interesting. Um, that's Citizen Sleeper. I played like oh. I played like 30 minutes of it, and this is why oh, I don't. Okay. This is why I don't. I played like <laughs> sure, 30 sure, minutes sure. of it, and it was on like a Game Pass binge at like 11 o'clock at night, and I literally yeah. was like 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, this is just a lot of reading. I can't do this right now. <laughs> And then that was, like, in the middle of, like, something else was coming out a couple days later that I got. I don't remember what it was at this point. But it was one of those where it's, like, I know I would love this. I just only played yeah. 30 minutes of it. So sure. I don't I don't necessarily want to give it to that just because I literally only played 30 minutes and that seems like a cop-out. Yeah. Now, this other one seems like a cop-out as well. Uh, and that is Marvel Snap, which I never got credits on, so I'm going to consider it I, not finished. How? You put a lot of time <laughs> into that game. I don't I, know, Brad. <laughs> out of curiosity, like a week and a half ago, I looked, and this was like two months into my Marvel Snap addiction. I put nine hours into it in a week on my phone, and that was about seven weeks into playing Marvel Snap, which was definitely not my peak. But anyway, I didn't get credit, so <laughs> this is really secretly my way of giving Marvel Snap like my number four game of the year because I couldn't <laughs> fit it into the top three. So Marvel sure. Snap is the most addicting game and i'm still constantly playing it. i'm still constantly getting it. i think i got all the cards and i can't quite tell i'm on collection level like a thousand and something um oh my god that's like a hundred <laughs> hours that, that's not not beaten that's that's not not well beaten. then they I, give I it to citizen sleeper i don't care which but <laughs> but marvel snap is so much fun. Really fun it is a constant thing like it is the first game i think in the history like maybe going back to like early halo games where it's like Sure. Probably the first game since there's been like daily challenges and stuff where it's like, no, I'm gonna go in and get my daily challenges really quick. Let me do that. Yep, dun, 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 dun. Okay, cool. And I'll come back tomorrow. Um, I think so I've funny. literally played it like daily since like two months ago. It's amazing. It's wow. incredible. And I'm not done with it because I didn't get credits. And that's when I consider a game beat is when I get credits. 
I didn't get credits at the casino. It's like, it's <laughs> <laughs> so you're not supposed to get credit. You're not, you're never supposed to win. I think that that's, machine, I think that's exactly that's, the I'm idea. Get the credits on that slot machine someday. <laughs> slot machine, I I <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's my cop out answer, but Marvel snap, yeah. that's secretly my number four game of the year, yeah. number five game of the year, somewhere right around there, but sure. Yeah. It's so good. I love it. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, other best games, best game that you played this year that didn't come out in 2022, play a lot of old games. Um, yeah just because time and all that other stuff but what do you got red dead redemption 2 is the best. <laughs> oh, i forgot you, is... i forgot that was the oh yeah. You went on and on about that. yeah 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 there's a half hour review out there i <laughs> deeply 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 love that game i don't know why i should it's a game i should not like uh but i had to go and modify my top 10 games of all time list to make sure i could fit it fit on it there somewhere yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I really really love that game. I think it's probably the best game I played this year. I mean, it's hard it's hard to compare against Elden Ring. It's just a different type of thing entirely. Um, no, I I love that game. I there's just it's uh, I guess I just kind of read it really quick. It's just such a unique game, and I think that's the thing that really pulled me yeah. through was just a completely unique telling of of of. Uh, open world games where the idea maybe the objective of it is not to let's have fun in the open world which i'll say is like like saints row is like probably the most extreme of that but every everyone is like let's have fun in the open world and this one's like no let us coexist in the open world and that's what i really really enjoyed about that was not only you know playing this game but playing this character within the setting and needing to survive within that setting it's just a very cool game yeah and you text me for like a month straight like but Red Dead Redemption. But Red Dead Redemption. This thing in Red Dead Redemption. I just watched a guy build a house. Okay, is that cool? <laughs> I, I know it's it's the type of it's the type of stuff that somebody that I I I'll, I don't know. It's just it's the most insane AAA game I've ever played in my life. It just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's a game that should not exist, and I don't know. I'm surprised it sold as well as it did. Maybe just because it's called Red Dead Redemption Two, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and it has a Rockstar logo on the box, so there you go. Yeah, done, exactly. Done. Red Dead Redemption Two Rockstar logo done i think you could put mm-hmm. a rockstar logo on anything and it would sell 12 million copies at this point how much did that ping pong game sell <laughs> uh, to be fair that was like 12 years ago but it still probably sold a shit ton because it was it probably rockstar did. table it probably tennis. did so yeah exactly because somebody's like no it can't just be table tennis like you're probably like stealing a car in there somewhere <laughs> it was a really good table tennis game too i did i did i would say i think tennis table tennis that kind of genre i think it's up there is one of the better ones from what i know but <laughs> definitely one of the only ones <laughs> for sure um i cheated again uh best game from not 2022 is crisis core i oh my no 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 No. i okay no did you play the psp one i admittedly i did play i played no i played 30 minutes of it that is not, then your favorite then your favorite non 2002 game is the psp version of crisis core because that's it's the ps5 version but it's a 2022 game Hey, I'm usually the shitty one in this thing. No, I know you doubling are. Doubling so up gonna... on stuff. No, I, I played this game clean this year. I played the whole game of the year thing completely clean, and you come. No, you know, in our you know, even the 2001 one, you got you got shied away from the Xenoblade Chronicles remake for the exact same reason because you were gonna say that did was the really? best one last year. Yes, you did. You said you said the Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> remake was your best game that was not came out that year, and then we both agreed. That that did come out this year, so you better change yours real okay, quick. Okay, okay. So what's funny is when I was making my list of games that didn't come out this year, I was like, nothing really stood out like hugely. Yeah. The other, because because I was like, oh, Crisis Core. I was like, ooh, Live Alive. 
I was like, nope. Oh, I... uh, <laughs> Will you let live live slide? Why are you that? like this, Brad? <laughs> why are... I, I'll give well, you okay. more. I'll give, so it, I'll give so it live live. I will give live alive more. I'll no, give no, live alive more. No, no, so here's my next year. Because my next, because I was like, okay, like one that officially didn't come out in 2022, my thought was Ease 8 was going to be my pick. Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? But That's a fun one. that had a remastered PS5 come out this year. Now, granted, I didn't play that version, so I don't know if that counts or not. It, no, it's it. they literally added nothing. It's just it's just they added the DLC into it. So, no. I'm yeah, not but that's gonna, something. That's, that one's fine. Okay. So, no, you're trying to be shitty the opposite way. No, you're right. <laughs> then you can, it's easy. I was trying to justify that like my, my best one was also kind of released here. I just didn't play it. Anyway, okay. So, we'll talk about Ease 8 then. Yay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I give you, I give you live alive. I would give you live alive. Though. I'd rather hear you talk about live alive because we never talked about it on the podcast. We didn't. No. Um, okay. Cool. Then I'll take live alive as my best. See, but then I should be Crisis Core anyway. <laughs> live alive is my second best, not to twenty twenty. Anyway, Eric. so live alive, I think, is one of those games that just it feels so ahead of its time, where yeah. you can sit down and you can play it, and you're like, "What on earth is this game?" And I think. You you have like nine wholly different experiences in the same game, and I absolutely love it the way that mm-hmm. these are structured, where it's just you come and you pick whatever you want. Um, specifically, I was thinking of almost giving this to like my best insert thing here is just they're short RPGs. You don't play a lot sure. of short RPGs. There are forty five minute JRPGs in this game, mm-hmm. and they're incredible. And it's just a short story. They're vignettes. They're amazing. Each one has its own style. There's one that plays like Street Fighter. Like, literally, like, choose your next fighter, Street Fighter, is the entire thing. There's a Western. There's one where you play for two hours. There is no combat. It's just you walking around a crazy-ass space station. There is so much weird in this game, and it feels so ahead of its time coming out in, like, 1993. I think Mm -hmm. if you put this game out now, people would look at it and go, oh, my God, what the hell is this person thinking making a game like this mm-hmm. and this happened 20 years ago the game is insane it's amazing i love it um again i had a really ten- tough time narrowing down to three this year honestly is i think really where i started getting sketchy with this. oh sure 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 oh you so, just want to talk about the other so like, were like your one through six <laughs> that was my thing it's like in my mind it's like i feel my number okay so my one and two are like locks like no question asked sure. but like my three was like uh, is it Crisis Core? Is it Live Alive? Is it Marvel Snap? Yeah. Is it Bayonetta? So really, like every one of these is just an excuse to talk about a game that I couldn't fit in my top three. If I'm being perfectly sure, honest. sure, sure. So. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. Whatever. It's your, <laughs> it's our podcast. You can do whatever you want, man. Anyway, no, I can't because I can't say Crisis Core. Um, that was that was <laughs> continue, continue. But anyway, Live Live, it's incredible. Um, again, like Marvel Snap, it's one of those ones where it's just sitting there, like, ugh, do I give this to a top three? So yeah. Anyway. All right. That's cool though. I mean, I was, that's really interesting because I, I I would like more paradigm breaking with JRPGs and number one being length because I remember the South Park games were really short JRPGs. And yeah, they like feeling satisfying. Hours. Yeah, so I like I I feel like you can make a satisfying JRPG. So it's that's hmm. it's I so they're good. that short. No, it's literally the <laughs> the longest one is maybe three hours. Mm. Like that's maybe the longest one, and then it does, yeah. and, and of course, like they feel all individualized, and then at the end, they 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 come back in a really cool way, the way that they kind of tie everything up together at the end. Um, if we were talking spoilers, I'd love to talk about how like the the final act, the final boss, is such a cool shift of what you normally see for final bosses because it is incredible the way that they kind of take that whole thing of a final boss and how that plays back sure. in with all these characters and everything. It's it's very cool. I I absolutely love mm. the game. 
that's cool. I'm yeah. glad we talked about that because I haven't really talked. I haven't really, I haven't really got your opinion too much on Live Alive yet. That's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, all right, the big stuff. Top three. So mm-hmm. we'll go three, two, one. Yeah. Top three games of the year. So Doug, your number three game of the year. My number three game of the year is Neon White. Um, uh, Neon White is sick. Neon White. Uh, is um, a extremely extremely cool game that I think a lot of people still kind of slept. I still feel like that game is like really underrated. Even when it comes to, like sort of like game of the year list at the end of the year. Um, Did it sneak into game awards? I think it got best indie or something like that. Probably right? best it indie or something like I, that. I don't think it but, snuck into like the main category. No, and I was actually like genuinely shocked because like to me this is I I enjoyed my time more with Neon White than I than I ever did Hades. Um, and mm-hmm. I and oh. um, I. I think Neon White is just a, I, one of the things that I, I, I struck with like certain games is like where they have like sort of a unique idea that's not nearly as fun as just shooting people, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where it's like, oh, this is a really cool mechanic, but you know, just shooting a guy feels good. Uh, for whatever reason in video games, I don't know why it is something with the immediacy of that. So it was just neat that Neon White took this language of a first person shooter and then turned it into a speed running game. Um, so it's, it's a concept that you feel like you wouldn't necessarily would think would work immediately. Um, but it is just such a slick, super, super fun game. Um, the only time I was ever chasing leaderboards, like I almost never do that outside of another game I really called track mania. Um, (laughs) but just that, just that idea of like perfecting your run and making sure you get it exactly like that when the goal is not just to shoot people is, it's just, it's really, really neat. I really love the aesthetic too. I think it's just a really creative really gorgeous um aesthetic that i just hadn't seen before kind of like a an asshole heaven is just kind of a fun idea <laughs> to play around with and i think bayonetta kind of talked about it a little bit and some other stuff kind of talked about yeah but this one's like you know let's like let's actually dive into it i actually really didn't i did enjoy this the, the story and um i think I, I think i was kind of with the most folks on the, the characters are kind of hit or miss uh, but I just think the setting, um, that was actually my other one for best setting uh, behind scoring was probably going to be around, it was like probably going to be Neon White, mm-hmm. um, just because it's such a whole unique, cool thing that I think, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like the game got a little snubbed. I do feel like that was like immediately one of the coolest games I played this year. I feel like yeah. it's one of those games where if people played it, like they're like, no, I don't think you understand how good this is. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think it's one of those things, I think Midnight Suns kind of ran into this a little bit too, where it's like it got, sure. it got dinged for the cards. People see cards yeah, and get yeah. nervous, and I think that's 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 <laughs> honestly why I didn't. That's honestly why I didn't even like take a look at it because I saw cards and I was like, Ooh, uh, cards. Yeah. So I think you kind of get dinged there, but I, it's one of those ones that I think anybody who's played it is like super high on it. So it is, yeah, it's it's sick. I, I mean, I'm, I hope I'm like super. This is like one of those like devs to watch for me because they, I mean, they did Donut County before yeah. this, yeah. and going for Donut County to a super sick first person shooter is just awesome. Quite yeah. a step. Yeah. So. Like I said, I had a really hard time with three, my three spots. I thought three would be Marvel Snap for you. I was like, actually, in my head, when you said it, what Marvel Snap wasn't in your top three, I was actually genuinely surprised. I totally thought that was it. So literally, like, earlier doing this, like, the only one I debate, like, the only thing I debated, like, in this entire, like, list of things that we were trying to decide was this number three yeah. spot. Because, like, Marvel Snap for sure could be there. Crisis Cork for sure could be there. Live Alive for sure could be yeah. there. Um, ultimately, I went with the boring pick, um, God of War Ragnarok. Okay, which, sure. Yeah. Um, if you listen to our review, I don't think either one of us were as high on as most people. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I, o- I almost feel guilty because I feel like we gave that game, like, a little bit of a bad shake in that review. I feel like we were overly negative. It's a game that I think 
Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I feel no guilt. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> it's it's a game that like looking back on it, like a couple months later, there are still scenes from that game that stand out in an sure. incredibly high way. And just listening to other people do game of the year stuff too. Every time somebody mentions it, I kind of get the like, oh yeah, that was really cool. Like, oh yeah, that yeah. moment with this character. Um, like we originally had favorite character on this list and hands sure. down wasn't even a, wasn't even a debate in my brain who that was going to go to. Cause I mean, I would probably put it as favorite character from the last 10 years almost. And that's Odin in this game, the way he's portrayed. Sure. So the, the game has a lot of really, really good things going for it that I just, I can't, I can't imagine being topped soon. I do. I do sure. still have some issues with it. Just especially in terms of like some combat stuff, but I, I think our review came off a little bit more negative than what I ultimately felt about it. Sure. And that's right. I, I really do think it's one of the best games that came out this year, even with those mm-hmm. flaws that I think some people see, but I think a lot of people kind of like, no, like what's overlook it because it does have those just incredible moments in it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I was, I did think I was thinking a little bit on our, on our review. Um, I still think I, I agree with it, but I think we could have talked a little bit more about the characters, which I think were a really, really strong aspect yeah. of that and, game. And, and especially some of the some yeah. of the best set pieces out there. Like really sure. some of the best set piece yeah. fights, some incredible bosses. Um, just even like just thinking about it now where it's like just there's one scene where you're climbing a giant we'll just say mountain for lack of a spoilery sure. term. That's just that <laughs> the whole time you're climbing it just feels insane and amazing and just you mm-hmm. constantly kinda of get this looking down effect that I don't feel like I normally have in a game where it's like if they sure. actually let me fall right now, I'm going <laughs> to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So yeah. again, uh, by no means, by no means a perfect game that I think it kind of gets portrayed as a little bit, but I think it is definitely a really, really great game that I, I think looking sure. back on, I, I enjoyed more than I didn't. Yeah. But yeah. no, that's fair. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Number two. Uh, number two, and I talked about this game a lot, and it's I. This is not me being cheeky. This is not me being anything. Um, it was the mother demo uh, for number two, <laughs> um, which I think we did uh, two or three videos on it. Actually, we did two or three so videos on it. So, so I don't want to get I don't wanna get too into it. Um, but long story short, this indie dev took a very weird chance of um, basically putting the conclusion to his series of games into an obscure collection of demos for indie horror stuff that i happened to kind of download it anyway regardless (laughs) it was one of the best experiences i've ever had playing any game i will i will like just literally never forget that experience of playing that bit uh playing that that thing i think right now if if you're like oh doug said that that's i'm just gonna go play that like right now with no context it's like probably probably i don't even know if people go, would necessarily enjoy it <laughs> go listen to our review before you do because i feel like there's a lot yeah. of backstory to that one that, makes, that <laughs> yeah. gets it here i feel like a i feel like context, if i didn't yeah. know your context to this i'd be like what the hell is wrong what are you talking about yeah. this thing's better than god of war and all this other stuff that we're talking yeah. about but yeah, i think, I think I mean, with your context like, yeah yeah it's not better than god of war it's not better than whatever your favorite game of the year is or whatever but it's um to me it just had one of my one of my favorite gaming moments that i've just ever had period um so for that i just like it i i can't it's undeniably one of my favorite gaming uh experiences ever so it's it's hard to not at least acknowledge it turn game of the year stuff (laughs) so yeah nice um my number two you previewed before uh, Horizon Forbidden West, <laughs> aka Doug's least favorite game that's ever been released. Um, that's exactly what I said. I said it has <laughs> problems with the RPG mechanics. So, 
I don't. I'm not going to use this time to argue with you. But anyway, because no, that's fine. wrong. I won't. I but, won't. I'll be I'll look positive. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> I love this game so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's just the world of Horizon. I think it's just one of sure. those things where the world is such a cool place to me that I think it will be hard for a Horizon game to not be one of my favorites. I think it's kind of reached sure, for me yeah. that Star Wars level in my mind. Oh, it's just like really, that's fun. I. I just want to know more about this world. Like, yeah, I will look at anything related to Horizon. I want to know more about this. I want to know more about the mm-hmm. past. I want to know more about the present. I want to know more about where these things came from, how these things happened, where these things yeah. happened. Um, I mean, it's it, the ending of this game left me sitting there like you assholes. Like, why is there not more right now? Like, I, I sure. It's one of those things where, like, the ending left me more furious than, like, most things because I want more of it so bad. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a cool world. Um, I think the way that they've kind of added to it, and this delves a lot deeper into some of the pre-events that you see in Zero Dawn, um, mm-hmm. kind of dancing around spoilers a little bit. Uh, it adds a lot to what's going on there. It adds a lot to what could potentially happen. It hap- delves a lot in- more into kind of the different factions of what happened when like the quote unquote modern world ends mm-hmm. and it delves a lot deeper into that. And there's just so many cool things where you like, you go and you see these people are handling it different. You see these people are handling it different. These people believe one things and it gets into kind of the religions that these different tribes have as you go through yeah. it. It's just, it's so interesting in the way that it built this world, that it expands on zero dawn. Um, yeah. The gameplay I think is still fun and unique um, I played on normal and avoided pretty much all of the RPG aspects because mm-hmm. I found it boring. There you go. Yeah. There's Doug's little win. Um, I'm not saying anything. I was trying to be nice. I was being nice at this one. I'm being nice. I'm being nice with the top three I stuff. Know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But um, it just it it's one of those things where again it just it hit me really hard. There's a couple scenes again, kind of like God of War, where there's just yeah these scenes where it's just like that scene will stick with me. The there's you know different giant monsters that stick with me. There's um, different things that you do towards the end where it's just like, whoa, this is such a cool step that this game takes and what it's doing. And um, mm-hmm. quite frankly, I think it might be the best looking game I've ever played. Um, sure. Yeah, hands yeah. down. Just some of the world, some of the places that you're exploring, some of the underwater, some of the, the coastal yeah. places you get to. It's just, it's incredibly breathtaking the way it looks. I still love tall necks. Every time you climb a tall neck sure. is like the coolest thing. And there's 10 of them in here. Um, just the side How stuff's fun. Yeah, that, that Las Vegas, I mean, just to say, yeah. we're not, I know we're avoiding spoilers, but that Las Vegas scene was just, like, yep. one of the coolest missions I've ever played, period. It was just it's exactly. such cool, everything was just, everything sings in that game, I think, in that in that level. I'm sure there's stuff later on that I didn't get to, but I just know that one level really Yeah, I, I do think <laughs> I do think that's a high point, because you do see, you see class stuff from the old world, you see how the new world has kind of decimated that. You see Aloy respond to a lot of the things that happened back then and how they're impacting that. The combat's mm. really good there. You get some of the good um, exploration and they're kind of going through some of these under, underground things. And it's just, it's, it's a game that I absolutely love. It's a world that I love. Mm. Um, and it's one of those things that I think in my mind has kind of hit that point of like, the second Horizon 3 is announced, like I will be pumped because I want to know sure. more. And again, the way that ending previews what's coming... <laughs> I, yeah. it's it's like why would you leave it there like i would have wished you would have just ended it like an hour earlier so i didn't need to know that this is what's happening because i want to know how this sure. resolves i want to start to go back to halo quote unquote finishing the fight so to speak yeah like that type of thing like yeah. let's let's do it now so love it horizon forbidden west amazing dlc soon 
gonna be great. Yeah, I was, I was wondering. I was wondering. Uh, I'm curious how like. I, Shit, all this stuff. Yeah, you've. I mean, you, I do want to. I think I do want to finish it. I do want to. I do want to finish it. Just to do a spoiler cast because it sounds like you're like because you're so into it. Like I would love to talk. I don't know. I like when we're talking about something we're both we're, one of us is passionate in. So I'd like to finish it. Maybe just do a spoiler cast. Just, to, can you can hear. you pop it down to normal in the middle? Of, just pop it. Down I, I, I I did pop actually. I did. I think I, I think I will. I think I will. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. The big one. Favorite game of the year. Go for it. God. Yep. I know what yours is. I, easy. No, I, I feel like Kyle, I feel like it's I feel like it's pretty easy for both of us to pick out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, for both of ours, for both of ours, game of the year. Yeah, I think I think Kyle Boston put it put it best that it's like it's very boring. That my favorite game, my favorite game of the year is Elden Ring, um, and everybody talks about it. And I, I, I don't, I don't even know a way to talk about that game that people haven't talked about a yeah. hundred times, forward and backwards. But um, I, I think that game just, um, it was. I I th- I think that game th- was so much bigger and so much better than I thought it it could be. It absolutely blew away any expectation I had of that game. Um, I think when they're like, "Hey, it's an open world Dark Souls game," it's like it's not just an open world Dark Souls game. It's an open world Dark Souls game with about four or five times the content of a normal Dark Souls game. So mm-hmm. you're getting you're getting three or four Dark Souls games here. Not only that, you're getting. Um, uh, let's say an easier game, maybe overall. That's it. Felt it took away a lot of the frustrating things mm-hmm. that I that um, I didn't mind in Dark Souls game, but not something I necessarily liked. Yeah. Um, I think it, this does a much better job of of. Um, I think I talked about in the review a lot. It has this really good forward momentum. I think with any Dark Souls game, the the thing that they're always encouraging you to do is like understand the area really well make sure you perfect going to the area really well and this one it's just like nope there's a checkpoint right after that really really hard part so you Mm -hmm. never really have to go back to that hard part ever again so you're always moving forward and even when you get to a stop point a stop point whether that's a boss whether it's like some mystical gate that you have no idea of how to open (laughs) there's a hundred other places you can go um and it was just it's um there's a there's a game i like called subnautica which I think had was a really cool game because you never really knew what to expect next. Mm-hmm. And this game was, and that's a, it's a short game. It's like, you know, Subnautica is like, I don't know, eight, 10 hours long. And it, I really love that sort of puzzle box of like coming upon something new. And then yeah. Elden Ring had that exact same type of motif and then just did it for a hundred hours. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it put, I think a hundred, I think I put 120 hours into that game and I've been considering replaying it. Um, or at least yeah. maybe finishing up the map and actually 100% in the game because I just really, really loved everything about that game and how it kept all the encounters interesting, how it kept surprising me from time to time with a new enemy, with a, a new fun way you didn't think the game could play in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's an absolute triumph. And it is, I think in my set of my review, it's one of the best. It's, I think I would have a hard time just saying just straight up best game, period, like a game that I think is better than it. Yeah. I just, I don't. I don't think I don't know. I don't think that is. It's one of the best games I've ever played, and it's a cool, like it's minor spoilers. I guess they have like really cool bosses that are like homages to fun stuff, like Lord <laughs> of the Rings and like Godzilla and all. It's like so. Yeah. There's this goofy side of it as well that, that I really really liked as well. But yeah, I mean, it's um, I don't I don't see how they can top it. I don't I don't think that they are going to make a game that's better 
than I don't think they can. I don't. <laughs> I literally don't think they can make a game wasn't that, that is going to be better than Elden Ring. Wasn't that right in his game of, game of the year speech at a Game Awards or something like? And I have much better ideas than this working right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't yeah, think this is the greatest I, game ever made, but trust me, I, I got I got some stuff brewing. I, I just I I maybe I just can't conceive of it. It's just every other Dark Souls I play, it's like there's ways you could fix this, and Elden yeah. Ring's like, oh, we fixed all that, and then multiplied it by four. It's like. Okay, you can't you can't at least do that trick again. Let's just say you can't do that trick again. You can't let's do an open world bloodborne game and that's what bloodborne two is. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's like the obvious pick for a reason. I still haven't played it, but I mean the more I hear people talk about it, the more and more I'm like, Oh, but I should. But I should yeah. 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 And I'm so. not gonna try and convince you any more than I have, but you know, no, it, I know. It, it, I know. it's cool. But but cool. I mean even what you're saying convince me. It's like every time every time I keep hearing somebody go like, It's my game of the year, it's my game of the year, it's my game of the year, and here's why, and here's why. And it's I think the interesting thing to me and the thing why I think that game probably is the best game that came out this year is almost every person has a different reason. Sure. Which I think mm-hmm. is really unique to a lot of things. I think if you're picking God of War as your game of the year, yeah. I can tell you probably pretty close why somebody would pick that as their game of the year Mm -hmm. elden ring i think you get so many different answers depending on who's saying it like is it the combat is it the exploration is it the way that it pulls you forward is it just the the art direction is it that i think everybody has a different thing for elden ring that like Mm -hmm. this is why it's the best game and i think that's a really unique thing and i think that really probably does set it head and shoulders above a lot of the other stuff this year Mm -hmm. and prior to yeah yeah but the correct answer for best game of <laughs> uh, is very clearly Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mm-hmm. Um, it is probably one of the best JRPGs that has ever been made in my mind. Um, I mm-hmm. put it up there with Final Fantasy 10, Final Fantasy 9, um, just as some of Final Fantasy 6, 7, Remo, like the best Final Fantasies that's right up there, like the original Xenoblade, I think is just as good as, if not better. It's, it's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things where for whatever reason, all these people are willing to invest their 80 hours into Elden Ring because people say it's the best, but nobody wants to invest their time into Xenoblade's 80 hours because it's the best. And it's like, you all are... I, I, put, four, I put a good 40 in. <laughs> I, mean, I, think I, I think I finished in like 60 because I don't do all the side yeah. stuff all the time. But anyway, um, the game is incredible in every yeah. possible way. And I think the really cool thing about Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is we could kind of delve into different parts, but... Um, it, it very clearly feels like lessons learned from one and two. It sure. very much feels like people love this about one. People love this about two. People weren't quite as hot on this in two, so let's do this in three. And it very much feels like kind of a amalgamation of the best parts of each of those mm-hmm. created into this game. Um, when it comes to world, I, I kind of talked about it already, so I won't get back into it, but just the way that that evolves. And the, the whole game evolves so well. The characters evolve in who they're connected to, who they're not connected to, mm-hmm. um, how they feel about things. The characters evolve constantly and there's just different points where there's this 180 in characters because they're seeing something new. They're having these realizations that are like life-changing, earth-shattering um, revelations that are happening and there's multiple of these. There's a couple twists in this game that come out and you're like, oh shit, really? That's what happened? Damn, mm-hmm. okay, that's awesome. Um, and even the combat, like, I think I still got a combat tutorial like 45 (laughs) hours into this thing and that's not to say the combat is overly complicated but it's just constantly evolving so as your characters evolve they're getting new abilities they're getting new um specials they're getting new things to combo into they're getting these new things that are happening in combat and it's changing it up so if you play it for 60 80 100 hours 
it's not the same combat you were doing at hour five at hour 20 you're getting these Mm -hmm. new things that are happening as you go through everything feels like it has a purpose everything feels like it has a meaning just you go through and you collect characters that give you classes that let you change up how your characters play you interchange all these things different roles Mm -hmm. just everything in that game is so tight so perfect so well done that it's just it's it's incredible it's such an accomplishment of just this taking the things that have done come before and just doing them so flawlessly mm-hmm. um it's it's hard for me to pick out a spot in that game to go like eh, this is kind of the weak point because i i genuinely don't feel like there's many weak points in that game yeah yeah no, also, it, was, it was a cool game yeah that's crazy it's crazy that 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 they can still get all those twists and turns with the story because usually with jrpg stories i feel like they're not as twisty and turny as maybe I'd like them to be over the length of the game, but it seems like that one, the plot would agree. in that one particularly, was um, like very. Xenoblade does do a lot of that in, in the other two too as well, where there's just oh, different okay. there's different hard turns in them. This one has a couple just like really hard turns, and I think it's because the focus is so hard on this weird societal system that they've created mm-hmm. with how your kind of quote unquote like grunt type people are just bought into this world, and then that world keeps constantly getting shattered. So because the world's so tight like i was saying before you really don't know much outside your one little valley of the world you've never gone to the big giant castle you've never gone to the enemy side of things you've never seen any of these other things you just have your like i mean essentially like closed mindset on what i've seen is what i've seen and that's where i am so i'm sticking there and that's what i believe and as you venture out those things are shattered so there it's almost not even like they're twists there there are some very clear twists but it's almost more like just the game didn't tell me about this greater world because my character didn't know anything about this greater world. So you're having these revelations along with the character. Along with the character, exactly. Yeah. Um, it also has, I think a lot of people have talked about it too, as one of the better moments this year. Just There's a, a probably an hour and a half worth of scenes that is arguably one of my favorite hour and a halfs in any video game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, probably 70-ish percent of the way through, two-thirds of the way through, that just, I mean, like had me edge of my seat. Like, what is going on? It's emotional there's character like huge character implications huge world implications like just it's probably one of the best set of cutscenes, and it's probably i would say it's probably close to like 30 minutes of cutscene, three minutes 20 minutes sure. of cutscene, like one of those scenes <laughs> yeah, yeah that probably takes about 90 minutes but it is probably one of my favorite 90 minutes of a game and for sure a long time if not ever it's just it's mm-hmm. so meaningful the way that it's directed the way that it's acted through by these characters the way that it's kind of played out is just so so good so i absolutely love this game it's it's you kind of set it with red dead where it's like i might need to reevaluate my top 10 top 20 of ever same with this like i might need to okay, reevaluate yeah. like the top 20 games of all times because this probably deserves a spot in it cool yeah no it's it, it seems like it's it's really cool that i, I mean i know how much you like jrpgs and it's really cool because i kept hearing like this is like the pen ultimatum jrpg and it feels like we haven't had like a pen ultimatum of a <laughs> genre in a while in a while i mean like yeah. when's like when's last time we're like this is the pen ultimatum action adventure game it's like oh you know it's been i guess people are saying yeah. god of war <laughs> i was gonna say been like since november for god of war yeah, yeah. you know march just, for elden I, ring yeah <laughs> like i just said like pen ultimate let's say like pen ultimate fps was like half-life 2 maybe titanfall 2 but it's been a while and it's just everything i hear about this like every jrpg fan just like this is the this is like one of the best jrpgs ever made is really cool yeah for sure yeah. so there you go end of 2022 yeah. <laughs> what was your top three again what was your uh three two uh, god of war horizon xenoblade all right and mine was neon white mother demo and elden ring bum, bum, bum. 
Interesting. So we did. We got the two in there. We got the two that you're supposed to have in there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which is is it? God, God of War is God, God of War God, the one. That, yeah, you gotta have God of War and Elden Ring. You gotta have God of War and Elden Ring if you're gonna do yeah. Game of the Year this year. That's that's the way it goes. Those are the two best games. I mean, I, I could say like number three is like parts of God of War. I'll just say that <laughs> my number three game of the year are many parts of God are, of War. Are five to six hours of the hours of God of War. Yeah. yeah, five to six yeah. hours of the twenty-five of God of War. Yeah, no, five or six it. hours of God of War is probably one of my best games I've ever played. <laughs> I, I think this literally is getting into our view, which is if you cut ten hours out of the game, it is fucking amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I th- exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well. We are Workforce Gaming. You can follow us on Twitter at Workforce Gaming. Subscribe to us wherever you're listening. We will see you later. Bye.